Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Welcome back to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas. Today we're going to talk about how self-care is couple care. Because the way you look after yourself has a really positive impact on your relationship with your partner. So if you're not currently in a relationship, this episode is still relevant to you because we're going to talk about different elements of self-care and how we build that on self-compassion. So don't worry if you're not currently coupled up with someone. If you are currently in an intimate relationship, you may find this episode even more relevant, especially also if you are a parent. So this is for everyone because self-care relates to all of our mental health and physical well-being. This episode is based on chapter 23 in my book, The Lasting Connection, called Self-Care is Couple Care. Why is self-care and self-compassion so important to your relationship? Because you cannot pour from an empty glass. You cannot give what you haven't got. You deserve to take better care of yourself to also be there for your partner by being your compassionate best. If you want longevity in your relationship, you need to prioritize sustainability for yourself and be the best version of yourself, being who you want to be. So this saying, you cannot pour from an empty glass, let's explore that a bit more. Imagine that a glass of water represents your energy levels. When you wake up in the morning, sleep has hopefully refilled your glass. If you have problems sleeping, or you have young children disrupting your sleep, the glass isn't topped up fully, and you start your day a bit depleted. During the day, you focus your energy on things which matter to you, like work, family, friends, relationship. Every time you make efforts in those areas, some of the water in your glass drains out. If you don't look after yourself, if you don't keep yourself topped up, your glass will empty and you will have nothing left to give. If you put work ahead of your relationship, your liquid will be all gone by the time you come home. You're then more likely to be irritable and snappy as nobody can run on empty. It's common for burnt out professionals to struggle in their relationships because they're too exhausted to give anything to their partners or themselves. Running low on energy also comes from a pattern of self-silencing, maybe pouring into your partner's glass without voicing your own needs and getting yourself topped up you'll gradually feel more hard done by with festering resentment towards your partner. It's not sustainable. You'll only be able to do it for so long before things come crashing down. Your compassionate best sees you balancing your needs with other people's needs, especially your partner's, and having the strength and courage to face your difficulties with perseverance and grit. So we have to look after our own needs to be able to be there for those who we love, as an act of wise compassion for yourself and others. It's like the metaphor of putting on your own oxygen mask first before you help others in an aeroplane emergency. Consider this, that if you pass out from lack of oxygen, you cannot help them and they may well die too. 
So I take that one step further in my book in this chapter, thinking about it not just as an oxygen mask, but as an oxytocin mask. Needing to make yourself safe and soothed in order to be calmer and more connected overall in your relationship. This tops you up when you are depleted, when your glass is empty. Soothing your own threat system puts you in a much better place to be mindfully present in conversations with your partner, less reactive to what they say, and able to think clearly when attempting problem solving. When you are overwhelmed, the parts of your brain needed for clarity and reasoning are turned down low, and you're focused just on survival, defending yourself, rather than focusing on the connection with your partner. So the oxytocin mask tops you up so you can be there for others. But it's really important to mention that you don't look after yourself just so you can be there for others. You look after yourself because you deserve to be well. You deserve to be topped up. And another word of caution here is that self-care isn't supposed to be selfish. Sometimes I see social media posts that kind of almost come from that angle, where meeting our own needs becomes about self-entitlement, becomes about sacrificing other people or being unkind to others in order to meet our own needs. That's not what I'm promoting here. It's not compassionate to consistently choose your own needs at the expense of others. Self-care under the umbrella of self-compassion is not about caring for oneself as a block to caring for others or making them happy, nor is it about selfishness or being self-entitled. Quite the opposite. Focusing on the happiness of our partner tends to make us happy too. Research has shown that those low in self-compassion were good at caring for others, but not good at seeking care from others whereas those high in self-compassion cared for others and could also seek care from others. So being kinder to yourself will help you also be there for other people without burning out in the process. Self-care and self-compassion doesn't make you focus just on yourself. It provides you with a bit more balance between you and others. There's also a common myth that self-care is an indulgent, lovely thing to do for yourself, like having a nice bath or pampering session at the spa. Now there's nothing wrong with that, wanting to draw yourself a bath and let the warm water cover your tired body. That can be an act of self-care. There's also nothing wrong with treating yourself to a spa day, perhaps with your partner. But self-compassionate care is not exclusive to those activities. Turning up for yourself is not necessarily a comfortable, relaxing thing. Take going to a dental hygienist. That's an act of self-compassionate care. But is it comfortable to have the cleaning, scraping and polishing done? No. Is it relaxing to lie there with someone working inside your mouth, sometimes inflicting pain? No. Is it selfish to look after your teeth so you don't get bleeding gums or tooth decay? No, it takes a caring commitment with yourself to keep cleaning and flossing. Is it weak to tolerate the pain? No, it requires strength to be able to endure that kind of treatment. Caring for yourself requires you to tolerate some discomfort at times for a healthier and happier long-term outcome. So self-care goes beyond pampering. It's built on taking compassionate care of yourself. To have a lasting connection, you need to nurture not only your partner, but also yourself, even if it's uncomfortable in the short term. When you care for yourself, you have more to give when your glass is full. Self-care is couple care. That's the ripple effect. Throwing some stones of self-care will spread positive well-being like rings on the water in your relationship. 
and to keep the couple's connection strong. Partners can exercise regularly to keep mentally and physically healthy and in good shape. They can eat regularly to avoid getting hangry and snappy with each other. They can ensure good sleeping habits to reduce irritability and low mood. They can rest and relax to be less frazzled and calmer and kinder with one another. They can follow their respective passions to make life more meaningful and bring joy to the partnership. They can keep good social connections for fun and support, taking the pressure off each other to meet every social need. They can set boundaries with themselves and other people to not spread themselves too thin. These elements of self-care form your compassionate self-care kit. And in this book chapter, number 23, I go into much greater detail of how you can move your body, how you can eat mindfully, how you can find rest and relaxation, how you can find social connection, how you can set boundaries, how you can find more purpose and meaning. So all of these areas form your well-being, you topping yourself up. So if you want to take a deeper dive into how you can cultivate that kind of self-compassionate toolkit for yourself, go to chapter 23 in the book, The Lasting Connection, for more ideas. So just as a final reminder, it's really important to look after yourself, to look after your relationship. So as I always say, do please look after yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's going to help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out. The second part is actionable, easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break. And the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break. Perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause. To download this free resource, go to www.thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. So that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas. And you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk. And because great work rests on having a great team, This episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.